An engineering graduate has created a new solution to the billows of dust that kick up when you drive down a gravel road. David Petherbridge is developing something he calls Road Vac, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a trailer unit which moves over the road and sucks up dust. Tonight he will pitch the idea to a tipu e-farmer world conference in Christchurch. He's one of the 10 finalists in the Food, Fibre and Agritech Challenge. David joins us now. Hi, David. Uh, kia ora, Jesse. Did you come up with this idea before the challenge or were you given the challenge and this was the response? Uh, I actually came up with the idea before the challenge because I worked uh, within the forestry industry as an engineering manager and I saw the problem firsthand and the current solutions kind of weren't very good. So I had it in the back of my mind for a while and then entered the summer startup challenge and awesome. um, watched the competition run by the University of Canterbury and won a prize in that and then kind of continued on from there. Great. And I just have to tell you, David, your phone is sounding a little bit um, nasty connection-wise. I don't know if there's anywhere that you can move to that might um, be um, a yeah. better bet. It's already sounding better. I can hear your yeah. uh, your voice much. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, um, what is the problem that you're trying to solve here? Uh, so essentially, like the problem of dust pollution, as a lot of listeners probably know, living down a gravel road, it's, like, it's horrible. The dust gets caught in your lungs. It's makes your drinking water undrinkable um, but it also has effects that people don't often realise like the uh, runoff from roads is often causing extensive damage to our waterways as well And until now have we just kind of viewed this I think we still view this as just part of living rurally right or driving rurally Yeah because uh, through my like market research I was trying to look at different councils and stuff and see what they were saying about it and quite often they would just say it's a way of rural living you just have to deal with it and the current solutions kind of are very short-term orientated with water which you put on and you're just continuously using that every day or dampen it down to dampen it down yeah um, and it's a finite resource which is so valuable or we're putting really harsh chemicals on at like two liters per square meter um, but they're also very expensive and ecotoxic and not very nice to deal with. Yeah. Do, do you remember where you were when you thought, oh, I might have a go at this myself? Uh, I wasn't uh, a kind of a um, shower thought or anything. It was a, an idea that had been sitting in the back of my head for a while. And yeah. then when I, um, I saw the opportunity to apply for an accelerator course through the University of Canterbury, and then I thought, I'll um, just give it a go. Yeah. Did you grow up rurally? Yeah, so I actually grew up on a farm um, in the back of Tolaga Bay. If people know where that is, up by an hour past Gisborne. And yeah, we had uh, to drive like 15 k's on a gravel road, and logging trucks were going up and down there all the time. So I experienced it firsthand quite quite often. Yeah, and it's more than just an annoyance, hey? I mean, you mentioned the pollution, but what about the actual impact or direct impact on humans? Yeah, so um, through like my market research, I found that dust was uh, causing it caused seventy three major incidents within the last ten years on New Zealand roads with two fatalities, and around the world there are one point five million premature deaths from road dust um, illness, and that is more common in women and children in developing countries, along with an estimated twenty six million hectares of productive land which is affected to a cost of $500 million annually.
and that's through like lower rates of photosynthesis and even things like reduced flaming rates, which have big impact. Sounds like a lot of money. Are, are those figures robust? Have you had a look at how they worked them out? Uh, it's from our global reports kind of that uh, people have done to quantify the issue of road dust. So they're pretty trusted sources. Yeah. Well, tell me about your solution. Yeah, so uh, RoadVac essentially, uh, we do what we say. It's just uh, I wanted to develop something that was kind of easy to use so it would get used because I, I don't want, like, I just want the problem to go away essentially because it's, it's just such an annoyance for so many people. And um, yeah, so we've developed a trailer unit which goes along and uh, you drive along and it's a container unit. It agitates the dust and then separates it through two different filtration systems with cleaner exiting the unit. And then from that, we've got dust as a byproduct, which sounds crazy, but then what we do, you can, it's quite profitable because you can sell it on as a mix of like asphalt or concrete, um, or even as in high demand for roving again because you need the small particles to help bind up everything else. Gosh. Well, that's that's two solutions then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a two for one, which is quite good. <laughs> yeah. How hard was it to build a machine that would separate the dust from the air and, and actually separate one type of dust from another? Yeah, so we're still in the process of developing a full-scale um, minimum viable product, but it's not too bad because it's already like technology that's kind of used within woodworking and such. That's like a cyclone separator and then a different type of filter that takes out the really fine stuff because the... <clears throat> Actually, with dust, the particles that you can see, it's more the particles that you can't see, like the PM10 and PM2.5, which is super fine, like 10 times more than the uh, width of your hair. And the other ones that really cause extensive damage because they're so light, they stay uh, in the air for so long or in mm. the water. Have you actually had a go, or you know, using anything that you've created yet, or is it still in the theoretical stage? Uh, yeah, so I... <laughs> bought a vacuum cleaner off uh, <laughs> off Facebook Marketplace and uh, created a cyclone unit and went out and tested it on some gravel road Gosh. around Christchurch. So I got some funny looks, but uh, proof, the proof of concept works, which is good. Yeah, really? Crazy old David out there vacuuming the road. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but it was encouraging, the results? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and it was, yeah, we tested it and kind of like had a capture unit and moved collecting dust which is really good so yes yeah, so the next steps to kind of to develop a, um, a full-scale unit and uh, drive down some roads and capture some big kind of yeah uh, dust do you have a picture of what that unit might look like uh yeah so there uh, as we've developed some concept images of kind of what it's going to look like um based on all the materials and stuff that we're going to use and we've uh, included in our pitch, and also the University of Canterbury uh, wrote an article which you can see the unit there as well. So essentially, it's just that um, we've developed it at the moment just to be a trade unit, which is kind of 2.1 meters in width and then a couple meters long, and it's just designed to be 2.1 meters in width because a standard design road is about 4.2 meters wide, so you can mm -hmm. drive up once down one way and then come back up mm -hmm. the other way and get a full coverage. Do you think the numbers are going to work? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty confident, I would say. It's, um, 
I mean, because it's not like we've developed a brand new technology that's never been used that's quite common in woodworking and stuff. So essentially what we're doing is just repurposing kind of the stuff and then putting it on a trailer and driving around collecting dust. Yeah, and if it's not new, what about your IP? How do you patent what you've done or, or otherwise protect someone else from doing the exact same thing? Uh, the current like IP strategy is to be first market, and then um, we do think that there's probably going to be some IP that we can protect with patents because that's like how the everything interacts with each other is kind of a new novel idea. Mm-hmm. You're... Um intellectual property lawyer hasn't warned you against going on the radio and talking about it before you've even built the thing? Uh, I don't, do not have an intellectual property lawyer <laughs> at this stage. So well, we're, we're glad because we've really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> do you have a, a time frame in mind, David? Uh, well, I'd really like to have something built uh, by the summer so we can get out and really start mm. doing stuff um, because it's obviously a seasonal issue. So, we yeah, we want to go out kind of the summer do some uh, long-term testing as well, set up to see like that it actually works and have some scientific backing with it. And then, um, yeah, ideally kind of want to spread out and go to like a, a country with opposite seasonality to kind of have that year-round income. Do you think it's going to happen? Hopefully. I mean, that's kind of, you just have to run on hope, I suppose, a little bit. And with the entrepreneurial uh, journey, it's... Up, has its ups and downs and it's exciting and stuff but yeah hopefully is the answer yeah I hope so too thank you so much for telling us all about it good luck in the challenge and we look forward to seeing a uh, full size product down the line yeah thank you very much it's David Petheridge hoping to vacuum up the dust on New Zealand's 55,000 kilometres of gravel roading